welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. So I don't know how Phil's going to follow that, but um, we're going <laughs> to hand over to Phil. He's one of the elders here. He's going to do um, a short talk for us this afternoon. Well, I wasn't sure I was going to follow that video either, and I chose it, so uh, quite a bit of a challenge, I guess, really. But it's great to see you all here this afternoon. Have you done your Christmas shopping? Oh, not all of it, most of it, some of it. Have you got that one gift, that particular what perfect gift for that person that you love, maybe? Ooh, yeah, that was quick. Really? Excellent, well done. So you can be quite elusive just finding that perfect gift. And uh, so I thought I'd give you a couple of ideas. So first idea, come on the screen. Here you are. Perfect gift for the man you love could be a nose hair trimmer. You may have noticed hair's growing out of his nose a bit more frequently than they used to. But I don't want the ladies to feel missed out on this one. So, guys, you can buy your wife one just the same, look. There's one for you, too. (laughs) I know that gets your attention. Maybe something else that you could buy for your loved one that might say a different message. Anti-wrinkle cream, aging creams. There's a whole variety of them. I saw one advert that was advertising 50 different products that could stop the aging process. So maybe you'd like to get that for your loved one. And again, we don't want the guys to miss out because we think that perhaps this is more important for ladies. But uh, there's one for guys there as well. (laughs) See, the gift you get may say quite a lot about what you think about the one you're buying it for. You might be trying to give them a subtle message, or maybe not so subtle. Depends how you go with it. But that perfect gift, the perfect gift, you can take that off now. (laughs) I need to get some of that, actually. On my list. The perfect gift was Jesus. But not that many people know. A recent survey showed that one in five people do not know what the real meaning of Christmas is about. And one in ten think that Easter was about the birth of Jesus and not Christmas. So do you know what we're celebrating? We've had great story from the children. We've seen the videos. And when you strip all the tradition away... And I, some of the carols I love, some of them, you just know, they are just made-up songs of untruths, different things. But when you strip that all away, you come down to this one person called Jesus who was born. And we celebrate. And that's why this year we chose to call our time together a Christmas celebration rather than a carol service. Because we're not here just to celebrate and sing carols. We're here to celebrate Jesus. And John 3 Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The most precious and perfect gift was that that God the Father would send his only son, Jesus, the perfect one, the one that could take away the sin of the world, the one that could give you peace, the one that could bring you freedom, the one that could be right at your side, never leave you or forsake you. The most precious thing to God himself was to give away his son. And he could have come as a king, and he could have come in all glory and made a big announcement in the old earth and uh, come with chariots of angels and change the world in one moment. But he came humbly as a child and grew up as a man and knows the things that we, and he knew the thing that we went through, the trials, the tribulations of life. He knew the hurt and the pain that went on in life so that he could identify with us and what we went through. And made a way for us that we can know him and have personal relationship with him. The last letter that was read out I thought was really good by one of our children that just wrote it totally of himself was that Jesus, the perfect gift, writes a letter saying, I want to be with you. I want to give you peace. I don't want you to worry. And I guess we look at our world and we can so easily worry about most things. And if you were like an American beauty pageant where their statement would always be, what do you want? I want world peace. Well, you're not going to get world peace, I don't think. I think that is a dream perhaps too far, but you can know peace personally because you can have peace with God. And you can have peace in your own heart. And it says this in Isaiah, that was, Isaiah was a prophet and he foretold of Jesus coming way back thousands of years before Jesus was born. It says, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Jesus wants that we might have peace. And I heard a story a couple of years ago of a young boy and he was asked to do a presentation at school. And he went into his class and had to stand up at the front of his class. Now, anybody that has to stand up in front of anybody and do anything, you know how nervous and terrifying that is. And I do it regularly, but I still find it nervous. I get nervous every time I stand up in front of anybody. And he did this presentation and he talked about his best friend. And he talked about how this best friend was always with him who always helped him and cared for him, and he never let him down. And at the end, he said, my best friend is Jesus. And the thing is, you too can have him as your best friend. He can be your best friend too. And this was in front of his whole class, he's saying this. And then he asked, and he said, is there anybody here who would like Jesus to be their best friend? 
and 11 hands went up in that classroom, including the teacher, who said, I want Jesus to be my best friend. He's the greatest gift that has ever been given to the world. Uh, it was interesting that Chloe read out that passage from uh, Scripture on having peace. Because that's what I really felt this morning when I was just putting my final uh, talk together today was that actually Jesus wants to give us peace. That's what he came to do. He's given us peace in our hearts. That actually, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry, but we can live in a place of peace. And a peace that we couldn't explain. A peace that we can't uh, tell us about in, in a way that we can say, this is how it happened, this is how it was. But Jesus is peace. And when he comes into our lives... He is peace. And I want to say that whether you know Jesus or not, he's the greatest gift that's ever been given to this world. He was then 2,000 years ago, and he still is today. And you can know him. He's a knowable God. He's a noble friend. And he wants to be involved in your life. And so the greatest gift that you can have this Christmas... Not no, it was air clippers. Not the anti-aging cream. Is Jesus, and I want to recommend Jesus to you today. And if you want to know Jesus, I want to encourage you to come and talk to one of us afterwards. We want to help you and introduce you to our best friend Jesus, because he's the greatest gift.